What is up, everyone, and welcome to Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy Paul. And I'm Laura Norman, and this is episode 24, game 27, the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Florida Panthers. Oh, man, and it was a nightmare. But we want to talk about something else first. Yeah, before we get into the nightmare, we want to, we teased it a little bit on our social media, but I wanted to introduce this partnership uh, that we've been talking about here the last couple of days uh, on Twitter. If you follow us there, you definitely should. Laura will plug it as she always does at the end of the show. Um, but we have partnered with um, Vigit. So uh, Vigit is a social media for sports bettors. So you can post about your picks. You can see what other folks are saying about games. So like your picks will post and people will like, you know, join in joyful banter with you about like, say like, say for instance, I chose the Columbus Blue Jackets to beat the Florida Panthers tonight. Laura might comment, bold prediction. Let's see, like like that kind of deal. <laughs> Um, and so that would be a space for you to be able to do that. So that's really fun. That's really exciting, really engaging. Uh, there are Vigit betting leagues. So this is a month long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. So if you have friends and you want to get them to join a league in the same way that you would join like a fantasy football league, fantasy hockey league, you know, you would make your bets during the month and you would bet and you would compete the top three, um, you know, winners of your league actually do get actual prizes which is pretty dope like so uh obviously like friendly competition is great but then also when you throw in the added element of a potential prize sign me up too late already did sign up um so then it's also a free to play sports book you're not going to spend any money on this because trust me if you had to spend money on it we probably wouldn't advertise it to you because we're broke we're poor <laughs> we have no money That's correct and we don't want you to have to spend your hard-earned money on something and so um at least not yet we're thinking about some merch, but we'll talk about that later. Um, we really won't talk about that later, but stay tuned. Maybe one day. Um, and so this is free to play. You can play your free coins, win real prizes with your coins by redeeming them. And if you go into the negative, nobody's coming to your house. Nobody's going to come and be like, you owe me X amount of Vigit coins. They're going to tell you, keep betting. You can go into the negatives. I've already seen some people have like negative 75,000 points. It's like, wait a minute. You're really bad at this. Don't ever do this in real life because you will lose. Um, and so again, it's also a place where you have like betting stats. So uh, it has good information about like, you know, line movement where the public is tending to bet. So you can see like where everybody else is kind of placing their bets. So this is like really dope. Like this is really fun. Like we're really excited to be able to uh, announce this partnership with Vigit. And I bet you're wondering like, okay, like, do I have to do anything? And all you have to do is sign up for an account, get started, test it out. And when you do, you're going to use the promo code subjectively pod. You're going to do that in all caps. That's going to be C B J E C T I V L E Y P O D. That's again, it's subjectively pod. The way you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, that at is going to be with no at sign. Don't put the at sign. Um, that is going to be how you get onto, onto Vigit. And that's how you're going to be able to join our league. We're going to create a league. So that way, all of us who, uh, you know, are, you know, whether you're a fan of the podcast, whether you've been on the podcast, uh, so shout out Lauren, Steven, um, like you can do it and it's going to be so fun. So again, one last time you can sign up by going to Vigit. You're going to download it. That's V I G space I T you're going to download that it's available in the app store, the Google store everywhere um that's available and you'll start playing and you'll sign up with our promo code subjectively pod 
and you're going to find out just how terrible of a sports better I am. Me too. It's going to be a good time. Uh, speaking of terrible. <laughs> um, Let's talk about this game. Let's yeah. talk about this game. Which is like, I want to, I want to preface by saying like, this is kind of getting into that weird phase of like, when you start to like, my mindset starting to flip a little bit, like as I'm watching this team and it's like, I'm watching, I'm expecting a loss. Like I'm, I'm expecting losses. Like at this point, like my mindset's begun to change to where like when they win, it's exciting. And when they lose, I'm not as disappointed. So that's like really healthy. I think for me, I think that's really good. I think it's working out for my mental health. Um, <laughs> my therapist won't have to hear about it on Friday. So that's exciting. Um, but I do think that what's a little disheartening, right? You listen to John Tortorella's post-game show uh, and or his post-game interview, and he says, there's a lot of things that I liked in this game. And I think a lot of people brought it. Um, they ain't bring enough. They ain't bring enough. And the Blue Jackets lost 4-2. to um, So, Laura, take it away. What are your thoughts on tonight's game? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm getting into a similar mindset of, like, I have not been going into games with like the anticipation that we're going to win. Um, and more so that I will be very excited if we win um, or even just very excited if we tie a game and go into overtime, because at least that's a point. Um, but most of the time I am anticipating that we will not win. Um, but what's frustrating about this evening is that it's not necessarily that they played poorly. There were some really, really good aspects of their play tonight. There was a lot of improvement. There were some people that like really improved upon their performance. There were some people that were terrible. We will talk about that in a second. But there was just a lot of opportunities that slipped through our fingers for stupid reasons. I swear to Christ, we had so many turnovers or just stupid takeaways when we had the puck because there's just like we've talked about before a lack of confidence with a lot of our guys when they have the puck on their stick and it costs us some major moments in this game and just not you know fully anticipating another person's you know movements that kind of stuff um but there were a lot of bright spots like they were there just there was a lot more energy you could definitely tell that they were reacting again better because we had fans in the crowd. We had um, just about 4,000 fans um, in Nationwide Arena tonight. You could hear them like both good and bad because there were some moments that the boys got booed by our fans. It was warranted, but it's, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, there was a lot of, there was a lot better energy. I and much happier with these new, this new set of lines um, that Torch has created. Still very confused about the decision to make Riley Nash first line center. Um, but you know what? He's trying real hard. And that's all we can ask right now. John Tortorella said something that I have not heard him say all year in his post-game interview. Oh, yeah? He said... I like the lines. <laughs> John, blink twice if you're not safe. Blink twice. He's not, he's not 
not entirely wrong. No, but it's just like I have not heard like that out of him all year. And I promise that I did not have Riley Nash centering the first line with Patrick Lining and Oliver Bjorkstrand on my bingo board for shit that fixes it, right? Like I didn't have that there. So Correct. it's just like that being like when the game where he's like, I like the lines. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay. Like, and to me, like that makes sense because you have you put together your three like staples your like captain line as i'm gonna call it where you have you know you have nick you have cam you have boone they play well together they played they if they don't have chemistry together after playing for this team for the last 319 years then i don't know who does like like they have chemistry like like rocket scientists Right. They're so like, it's like they're like brothers. Right. So I was not like surprised by them playing well. Like I I think like if if our best line every night is Boone Jenner, Nick Felino, and Cam Atkinson, like we might not have a lot of fun nights, but like I think that like there's I don't know, like I think that there's something to be said about that, like as a really strong like second line. Like, um, and so yeah, I mean I'm okay with the lines. I just like I we could talk about this more later too, but like I look at the lineup and I'm like, I don't know why a player like Liam Foodie is not in, in this lineup. Um, you know, really everybody else, like there's nobody else that I'm super confused by, but like Liam Foodie is somebody I'm like, why is he not playing here? Why is he not in the lineup? Yeah. And I definitely think he, there are some weak spots that maybe need a timeout like they need a a couple games to watch so they need to be healthy scratches um I'm not talking about moving them to like taxi squad situation this is a this is a healthy scratch um issue and you know just to sort of shake them up a little bit I think they need a minute to watch the game from above and really kind of get a feel for what's going on and what um, what they can do better. And Torts, I mean, Torts always says that he doesn't like to single out too many players and he doesn't like to have individual meetings, but he was pretty blatant in his post-game interview today that he was upset with Jack and Jack's performance and that he basically doesn't seem to understand how hard you have to play to be on this team. And we've talked about Jack in the past. We, we talked a good deal about him um, on the last episode that Steven was on. Um, and yeah, he's, he's struggling. I told you earlier that if I had to hear one more time that, you know, Russell Vick lost the puck or turnover, you know, caused by Russell Vick, like, you know, he just doesn't have the confidence right now anytime he has the puck on his stick. He looks kind of like a scared, like, animal just looking for, you know, another member of the pack to pass the puck to so he can get it off of his stick. Like, he he looks like he doesn't want the responsibility. Um, And I don't know if that's, you know, if he got overconfident in the beginning and then when he took a downfall it's now he can't pick himself back up I don't know if you know he's not understanding like what the coaches are trying to tell him if he's you know feeling 
this, that, or the other, um, or the fact that he hadn't played in such a long time is, you know, starting to catch up and that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's not like torts to single someone out like that, especially in an interview, because he doesn't like to tell the press that kind of stuff. Um, but so, yeah. And, you know, add Max to that list. Um, Cause Max is, is not performing. No. Uh, he also looks like he's not aware of where he is on, on the ice. He's not sure what he's supposed to do, you know, and that's frustrating because I even went back and watched, I watched a couple of his like more outstanding plays from when he was in Montreal, just cause I was like, wanted to reaffirm myself that there's a reason why I like this kid. Like, um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. There's just, it's not computing for some of them. And, you know, we keep, we keep reminding the listeners and ourselves of, you know, everything seems a lot more urgent because we have a 56 game season. Well, and I think what's, I, I don't know. I think um, that I think about Jack and I realized like when he really started to find his footing and when he really started to play well, he was playing on a line with uh, line A and with Cam. Like he was playing on a line with Patrick and Cam. And you get into a couple games of a shaky performance and all of a sudden we haven't seen that line in the last five or six games. And it's like, like, I think truly like that is probably like, I think you could even argue like maybe like you could flip flop um, Cam and Oliver, like in that, like that's a line I'd be interested to see. Like I would be interested to see a line, a Roslovic Bjorkstrand line, but then you take him off that line and you start to play. What does he call it? Like blue jackets boggle. Is that what you call it? Like you start to play that mm-hmm. with him. Like, and he's not, ever in a consistent spot he's not ever playing just center he's not ever playing just on the wing he's moving around consistently he's being put into different situations against different like because that's the other thing too right it's like matchups are key like when you think about matchups you think about line pairings like you think about that kind of stuff when you put like you're strategic about who you put out when and so that all changes when you're moved around online so you're playing against different kinds of players you're playing against different kinds of or you're playing in different like schemes and so like that's where I like man, like, I, I think, like, this coach has not done a lot to help build confidence. I don't think that there has been, and this is, like, where I'm at on the season two, and, like, maybe that's where my bias is coming in, but, like, we are not making the playoffs. If we make the playoffs, we'll get swept. I don't want to go to the playoffs. I want to be better for next year. Like, that's where I'm at, and I think of it, like, let's just fucking teach these guys. Like, let's just let them play, let them develop. They're not going to learn by bouncing around everywhere. Like, they need to settle in. They need to, like, we, we can lose some games seven to one. They're not going to be fun, and we're going to have a shitty time recording this podcast, but, like, if they're learning something from that, I would rather lose game seven to one than go into overtime with a mixed up lineup that develops nothing. Like we don't, we don't learn anything about this team. And like tonight, like, I think, I actually think there was some like learning about the team that happened tonight and seeing where people were strong, like seeing how people can improve. So like, I'm okay with losing this game four to two. Like it doesn't bother me. And that's kind of where my expectations for the season have changed. Like, 
I want to be better next year. And we don't get better next year by not trying to develop these players and by not trying to just, you know, swallow our pill, like, and just take it and figure it out. Like, and that's okay. And I think like, to your point about Max, it's like, Max will be a better player next year. I don't like, he will be a better player next year. I, I really don't think that he's playing well with John Tortorella. Like, and that's okay. Like not every player is going to be every coach's favorite and vice versa. We have to keep him because guess what? John Tortorella is not going to be the coach of this team next year. I would put money on it. I don't have to put money on it because I'm a member of Vigit, but I would put money on it. And that's what's so frustrating because like people aren't willing it's not so frustrating. I understand like the willingness and like the desire to stay in this reality of like, maybe, maybe we'll make the play. Like maybe we'll be good, but like you've got Chicago who makes no fucking sense. that's playing out of their mind and they're about to get Kirby doc back who shattered his fucking wrist in the, you know, uh, over, I was going to say over the summer, cause that's usually when it's played, but you know what I mean? Like during um, world juniors. And it's like, or I don't know when that's when I played, ignore me. Like, don't let me talk anymore. But like, that's where I'm just like, folks, if I'm talking to you and you're one of the people that's holding out hope for the playoffs this year, baby, please stop. It's okay. It'll be okay. We can, we can, we'll have a drink together. We can hug it out. We can be sad, but we're going to be better next year because we're going to develop. We're going to learn. And I'd rather do that than, than sit here and like get to May and be like, oh my God, if we, if we win the next seven games, like we're going to, we're going to make it like, no, fuck that. Like, I, what, no guys, guys, that's not what this is. It's not. And that's okay. Well, and the thing is, and I know I trust me, I, I know this hurt being a fan that came in when the, the expected thing is you play yeah, I'm sure you struggle a little bit, but you make it to the playoffs and you make a solid effort and everyone's behind you in the same motion. Like that's what it's been for the last four years straight is, is this sequence of things. But, and one of the hardest things, and I think it's extra hard again in this situation that we're all in where it's like, you just want the positives. Like you just want... But like you said, I would much rather the team do what they need to do to start teaching these key components that we really need to hold on to. We need to hold on to Patrick Line, even though I don't understand him right now. We need to hold on to Max. Like we need to hold on to these pieces so that we can teach them. We can figure out this new identity for the Blue Jackets because it is a new identity. It's not what we have been in the past few years and come back to a regular full season better and more prepared. Cause I said it a few weeks ago, I do not want to go to the playoffs by the skin of our teeth. I do not want to go to the playoffs and get embarrassed because that's, what's going to happen. And like, honestly, Thursday marks halfway through the season for us. Thursday is game 28 and we are halfway through the season we're at the point of no return at this point. Oh yeah. It's, and I mean, valiant effort, valiant effort to want to keep trying and keep pushing. And yeah, we obviously want to win games, but like they don't even know how to play with each other consistently. 
And, you know, I know we're all sick and tired of hearing, you know, they need to be more consistent. They need to be more consistent. They need to, they do. They do need to be more consistent. They can't keep having these games where one, one to one and a half periods is good and the rest is shit. Like, it's just not, it's not okay. And, you know, maybe this shortened season is a blessing in disguise because we will get quicker into the off season where some changes can be made, some difficult ones, some ones that are going to be hurtful. Oh, changes are coming before then, without a doubt. Well, that I know, but I mean, like, I, they're not, I, I don't believe Yarmo is getting rid of Torts in the middle of this season. No, no, I don't either. I mean, players, yes. There's going to be some player moves before, you know, before and at the trade deadline. But as far as, like, structurally speaking, I do agree that we're going to go through a whole coaching staff overhaul in the off season. And that's going to be a lot. And we're potentially, you know, we're potentially going to lose our captain. So like, that's a whole other thing too. So it's going to be a complete restructure of the team and what its identity has been and how we move forward. And yeah, I just much rather have them start enjoying themselves and learning things on the ice than keep pushing, 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 and getting frustrated and more than likely potentially getting themselves injured because when they're frustrated like this and they're killing them, killing themselves, trying to win games, they're going to start injuring themselves. And we've specifically seen it with our goalies, with our goal, they're working their asses off because the team can't figure out how to play in front of them you know, we just get more and more goalie injuries. And we need our goalies. Changes are going to happen with them too, but we need them. Elvis is finally back. So, and we'll discuss that here in a little bit, but yeah, I would just, I would much rather them loosen up, stop feeling this enormous amount of pressure and just start using games as basically long practices and just figuring out what they need to do yeah. and figuring out how these pieces are going to fit together for the next season. Yeah. I think kind of talking about Nick Felina, this is off topic, but did you read the article on ESPN today by Emily Kaplan that Nick Felina had a big piece in? No. It was, it was, it's fine. Like it was about like the mental health of the players this season and like talking through like, you know, like the changes and stuff. And if one of the quotes, like I'm just like scrolling through Twitter because I looked up Nick Felino on Twitter because I was like trying to remember something that I saw on Twitter that was a rumor that I think is a BS rumor, but I wanted to bring it up. Um, but yeah, he said, I always hate that excuse. Those guys are millionaires. Columbus Blue Jackets captain Nick Felino said, if we're actually being serious about treating everybody alike, then that excuse is part of the problem too. So interesting stuff there. But yeah, there's like, some stupid weird rumor about the Maple Leafs being interested in trading for Nick Felino at the deadline. Yeah, I read that. Um, By Steve Simmons of the Toronto Sun. Yeah, it seems very like far-fetched. And I don't know if you've read any of like the splinter things that have come off of that, but it's like 
you know, we give we give Nick up at the trade deadline. He goes and plays for the Leafs for the rest of the season, and then we sign him at a lower rate over the summer and bring him back. Yeah, I mean, there was talk about that. It didn't end up happening, but, like, that conversation was happening with Ilya Kovalchuk last year when uh, Montreal traded him to Washington. And after, like, and after that, like, the conversation of, like, is he just going to come back and sign with Montreal the next season? He ended up going to the KHL. But, like, but, yeah, I think that that's, like, so fascinating, too, where it's, like, you know, um, like, it's possible. Like, he's a UFA. Like, I mean, like, he really could. Like, and that's what's so fascinating about it. Like, um, and I mean, in a way that, like, it is even like, I want to say almost funny. Like this would be even shorter of an amount of time of like not being a blue jacket because it'd be like April to like May and that's it. Like that's the only time. And then like, obviously whatever run Toronto goes on. Do you know how dope it'd actually be? And maybe this is like me, like saying some weird shit, but like if he got traded to Toronto, won a Stanley cup with Toronto, came back to Columbus and was like, all right, motherfuckers, I want to do that again. Like, and it's just like a renewed sense of like passion and just like. As long as he came back, that would be the issue. I, but here's the other thing too, right? Like Nick is like great for, for the brand of hockey that this team plays. And like, we keep having this conversation of like identity and like the change of identity. So it's like, is that actually like, although that being said, like teams like Tampa Bay, like Tampa Bay won a Stanley cup because they fought, like they like, shored up their third line and had like a more physical like and that is a role that Nick can play like so I I don't think that that's I don't think it's fair to say like does a new identity mean Nick Felino doesn't fit into the identity I don't think that's true necessarily but um yeah it's it's just fascinating I mean like he makes five and a half million dollars but he is a UFA so we'll see what happens um so we'll see we'll see that'll be interesting but um but no, and then like speak back to your point about like keeping the goalies healthy. Like we got to keep those guys healthy and well because guess what? They've got to be tradable. <laughs> They've got to be like well enough to be traded. Like one of them is going away, um, you know. And like Elliot Friedman said today, like um, in his thirty-one thoughts, he was like, "I see somebody like Alice Merzlikens being um, being a person that." Um, could be a long-term solution and uh i want to say it was edmonton that he said that he saw that at um so it's like fascinating interesting um not exactly what i would hope for but (laughs) it is what it is um because again like we've had this conversation before like although it's changed a little bit for me this year i'm not gonna lie like i really do kind of feel like i have moved more close to the middle on which goaltender I'd like for us to keep, but it's going to be painful for me either way. Yeah. I think that's kind of why I'm moving toward. Cause it's just like, oof, I don't know. We'll see. I'm trying to find this piece. I don't know where the hell. Well, I mean, and we have to, I mean, we've talked on it briefly, but we have to think about the fact that we have to give someone up to the expansion draft for Seattle. Um, as well as making, I mean, in the early stages before this season started, it was, you know, kind of Dean Kukin that was looking like might be the best odds of going. Um, I don't know if that's the case anymore, though. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. It's fascinating. I don't know where in the sweet hell. 31 thoughts are a lot of thoughts to have, Elliot. Like, I can't even... 
I can't even tell you. Wait, can we also talk about because one of his thirty? This is a Blue Jackets podcast, but I don't really care. Um, one of his thirty-one thoughts, like thought number twenty-one, um, was <laughs> unusual storyline developing in San Jose, where Curtis Curtis Gabriel has jawed with opponents in warmups for three straight games. Last Friday, it was Vegas's Ryan Reeves who he fought. The next night, it was Ryan Reeves again with no fight. Monday, it was St. Louis's Kyle Clifford for almost two minutes, and then there was a scrap. He played one game before March 5th, and this doesn't seem like a coincidence. The Sharks have felt they've been pushed around and need new energy. Gabriel certainly provides it. I just can't believe that I talked to him about social justice and hockey. You did. That's crazy. For anyone who hasn't heard that episode on Jeremy's other podcast. um, Which still exists. I promise. I promise. It's just like I work work in in a fucked up field. I was trying to figure out a way to say that well. It didn't well, come out well. Let me promote it. So Jeremy's <laughs> other podcast, Line Change, is the podcast he discusses social justice and activism within the hockey community. And um, yeah, he had the incredible opportunity um, to talk to Curtis Gabriel for an hour um, just about all the incredible work that he does um, within the league encouraging players to be more open-minded and progressive and making the sport of hockey in and of itself um, more available to everyone. Um, he has a great partnership with Pride Tape. Um, and yeah, he's, uh, he's getting some traction uh, in San Jose and that's, that's really great. He's a great guy and friend of the podcast, even if he doesn't know that. He doesn't need to. That's fine. He, we could say he is. And I'm super. You and I interact on Instagram, so like. Well, and that was totally your doing too, because like you gave me enough courage to be like, "Hey, you should message him," and I did, and I was like, "Oh shit, this worked." Um, so I appreciate you. Um, so uh, going back to um the Columbus Blue Jackets, looking at Friday, right? Like, what do you even Thursday? Thursday, looking at. Thursday like is there like what do you want to see Thursday like for you like what when we go to leave Nationwide Arena on Thursday you're still free right holler okay uh as I say first listener to shoot me a text or a call or an email gets to go if Laura can't um Laura's going don't Laura's going Laura's going it's fine um so um I don't even know where we're sitting to be honest with you I can look at that later uh I know I know (laughs) um but yeah, like what when we leave, when we get in the car, what will be the thing that keeps you from wanting to get Taco Bell after the game? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's gonna keep you from the um, Taco Bell depression meal? I think, I think Corby oh. needs a night off. So bad. I hope that Elvis gets the opportunity to start on Thursday um, for both of them. I think Corby needs a break truly truly needs just a break he's been killing I mean just standing on his head since Elvis has been injured um and I know as goalies they want to play as many games as possible but you also can't argue the fact that he you know goalies are the only players on the team that play all 60 minutes of a hockey game and Corby's been playing a lot of minutes so he needs a break but also Elvis He's only played in nine games this season um, and he wants to get back out there. And I think that he is owed that opportunity to see, 
you know, how he can do. And maybe we can return to the, you know, the tandem format so that we can keep them both healthy and we can, you know, see and just, yeah, I want to see Elvis in, in between uh, the pipes on Thursday. I don't really want to see too much change in the lines, at least not the first two. Um, again, I think it's crazy that Riley Nash is the number one center, but you know, it is what it is. He's trying. And if they can make it work, they, Torts does, I don't think Torts will make any changes, um, except maybe to flip a few things around maybe in line three and four, but, you know, and I want the same energy. I want them to come out and grind, like, and just sort of figure it out and just start making shots. Like, I was pretty happy with the number of shots on net that we had tonight. It was pretty even keel with Florida, um, which has been something that we haven't been able to do lately. Uh, we've been getting outshot massively most of the time. Um, so I was happy. I was super happy that Cam had six shots on net tonight. I was like, look at my boy. Um, and cause he did have a couple, he did have several really good opportunities, but Bob was being Bob tonight and really wanted to stick it to us in multiple ways. Thank you to all who booed when he got the, the number one star um, at the end of the game. Um, but yeah, I want to see just the same energy. And I hope that they do what every other team has done to us. You lost the first game in the two game series. So you come back for the second game with a fire lit under your ass because you don't want to get embarrassed two times in a row. So I want them to figure out where the weak points are and just come back and say, we're not going to do this again. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> I think we'll lose. I think we'll lose on Thursday, but again, I, I have come to peace with that and I'm okay with that. Let's get a good draft pick out of it, if nothing else. And but again, it's more about the experience of being back at the arena than it is about the outcome at this point. Wait, can we all? I just have to say, Corpusolo's save. And you know which one I'm talking about. Everybody who's listening knows which one I'm talking about. The one with the stick? Yeah, what the fuck? Oh, okay. that was magical. That was stupid. That was easily up there for save of the year easily up there for saving it year. like didn't make any sense whatsoever that he could even see it i have to say like but possibly the two most painful like the most painful and the most beautiful play of this season have happened in this game and, and the one was corby save the one was was felino just absolutely like whiffing on on what was even more than a wide open net from cam atkinson's goal mouth pass it was just such a beautiful and Cameron's face. Oh, I know. He threw his head back. Like, oh my God, he was so frustrated. Like, and, and you can tell, right? Like, you could see it. It's just like, oh God. You could tell that he just wanted to go over and give Nick a swift bro punch in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> I was not ready. Personally, I've never been bro punched in the dick. Like, I just personally have never had, had that experience, but maybe that is, you know, more. I don't know that you hang out with the kind of guys that 
do bro punch punch me in the dick yeah you're probably right i don't know have you met some of my friends um met most of your friends yeah y'all know who you are um but yeah so i'm looking forward to the game on thursday um laura do you know what i found out i'm sick about it what so i'm taking my dad to the game on saturday exciting great love that Mm. um it's a reverse retro jersey night and i don't know how to sell my tickets (laughs) i can't go and i can't not take my dad so i have to go but that's gonna be bad and you know who we're playing we're playing the stars who absolutely dicked us down the first time that we wore the reverse retro jerseys and I think I've gained weight since Christmas, since I got the damn jersey. So it's like, I'm going to look like a damn red sausage. Call me a Bahama mama. I'm pretty sure your red jersey is the same size that I bought your Oliver jersey in. No, they're different because the one's Adidas, the one is Fanatic. So they're like different sizes. So I'm just saying that like, I think I'm fucked, but it'll be fine. Um, they can cut me out of it after. Um, I made my dad pay for all the like concessions and beer and all that kind of stuff. Hi, dad, if you're listening. Um, but yeah, so that'll be fun to get in there Thursday. It'll be interesting. We'll definitely report back on on what like the capacity feels like um, in terms of, you know, 4,500. I mean, they started doing student rush tickets again. Like, so, I mean, like, I don't think they sold. Obviously, they didn't sell out. They didn't sell out tonight they had under four thousand there yeah so it's like you're kind of running into a little bit of both right where like people are making the right choice for them like whether or not to go to the game or not regardless of if their seats are available um and so i think you're gonna see a lot of that like i mean obviously like you have like the weekend games that are left like those are gonna get sold out but i mean i i would say like a decent chunk especially as this team underperforms like they're probably not gonna sell out every ticket that they have every game and that's okay um obviously like people's safety and wellness matters a lot more than that um so just keep keep each other safe if you do go that's so important y'all we're so close we're so close i just need us to not i basically what i'm begging you to do is make sure that i don't have to have another goddamn zoom meeting in the fall i work with fraternity men and sorority women please do not let me have to recruit people on zoom well you know what's exciting you tell me what's exciting is that your best friend will be one vaccination shot in on thursday i know you're gonna when we go i'm so jealous of you that's right ladies and gentlemen i get to be vaccinated tomorrow and i'm so excited oh my god i need to start calling the pharmacies at like 6 p.m like everybody keeps telling me to do be like please sir can I have some vaccine? So by April 2nd, I will be a fully vaccinated bitch. And I'm so pumped. What did they say, though? Don't you have to wait like two weeks before you're considered, quote unquote, fully vaccinated? Like after you get Yeah, the there's now? like a two week incubation processing thing after your second dose. Grotesque. Not grotesque. It's important. Like it's good. Please do please follow the goddamn rules. Like yes, 100%. And I will always still be wearing masks in public because even though I will be vaccinated, I can still give it to someone else. And I don't want to be that person. So I will still be wearing masks everywhere I go. 
Um, but this will allow me to fully hug my grandparents and not be afraid, even though I've still been around them, not be afraid to be around my sister's kids, little Jeremy devils. Um, but yeah. You, see, you come for the half-baked hockey knowledge, you leave with the quarter-baked COVID knowledge. And y'all are, y'all are so welcome. Um, so yeah, I mean, this one hurt, but it didn't hurt that bad. Um, <laughs> that's all. I, that's it. Um, uh, as we like kind of wrap up, Laura, did you have anything else before, before I make some plugs and then throw it back over to you? No, I don't think so. I'm excited for the game on Thursday, but me too. You know, we'll see how it goes. Without a doubt. Well, apologies, apologies that we didn't do an episode um, yes. Saturday game. Life, life is complicated sometimes, and we you just also didn't, didn't want to hear us talk about that. Like you also didn't want to relive that. Like let's be honest. Like let's have a conversation. Like you did not want that. We really didn't. I mean, yeah, we did want to. Like life again. Like Laura said, but like um, nobody wanted to go through that again, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, so we didn't put you through it. Um, but I'm going to put you through, I'm going to put you through another ad. I'm going to put you through another push of Vigit. Make sure you all are downloading, uh, your, um, you know, using subjectively pod as your referral code. You're going to be asked when you go to sign up for an account pretty, pretty quickly. Um, so just fill that out and that'll help, um, you know, create a really fun community for us to be able to um, throw some bets down. Um, And when I say bets, they're not monetary bets. Keep that in mind. Um, This is not a way for you to make money. This is not a way for you to actually physically gamble. So let's be clear. Um, Again, we wouldn't do that to you. So uh, can't wait to watch Laura against her better judgment bet on the blue jackets every every game um and be that person that i refer to as being like negative thousands of coins within the first few weeks so um again like that promo code is subjectively pod uh and speaking of at subjectively pod laura i'm gonna throw it over to you to wrap up with our socials yeah so follow us on social media on twitter and instagram at subjectively pod um super just you know i'm obsessed with everyone on twitter um y'all are fun y'all are really fun they're very you all are very fun and we've done a couple polls over the last um probably week or so and i love seeing how many interactions we get um so probably gonna keep doing those we are officially at 170 followers on twitter um and so i'm hoping that as the season goes, as we continue to do different things, we can grow that community as well. Um, Instagram, we're getting there. Going to post more videos from Thursday when we're at the game um, and hopefully gain some traction there. And then if you can rate, review, and subscribe to whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on, we would super, super appreciate it. Uh, last episode, I gave you all the challenge of getting us to 15 10 star reviews, not 15. I said that wrong. 15 five star reviews on Apple Podcasts by Easter. So you still have plenty of time to go into that little purple icon app and hit the five star. Five stars are, you know, honestly, really anything above one would be fine with us. 
um, and let us know that you're listening um, and leave a comment if you want. Uh, let us know if there's, uh, you know, certain things that you want to hear on the podcast, questions you might have for us. Um, and yeah, we just, we just love interacting and big shout out to Romeo's Pizza because they are just some of the funnest people to interact with on Twitter and we super love them and they're just a really great account. So if you're not following Romeo's Pizza, um, they do some great game day um, uh, contests and they're just really fun to interact with. So, so yeah, that's all, that's all our plugs. Amazing. Well, until we get the chance to connect with you all after Thursday's game, I encourage you to stay safe, stay well, and until we meet again. Bye.